Now, it's almost two years since Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. One of the cities to suffer the most has been Kharkiv in the northeast. Many residents have already fled, and those who have remained have had to take drastic actions to keep some sense of normality, including the creation of underground schools. For more, here's our Eastern Europe correspondent, Sarah Rainsford. At the beginning of this war, Kharkiv was one of the cities that I visited when it was being shelled very heavily and there were tens of thousands of people in fact living underground at the time. The metro was a shelter for many people. We saw old people living on train carriages and children sleeping on the platforms. Now, some months later, the Russian forces were forced back from Kharkiv. They were unable to take the city and Ukraine was in control of the region again. And life began to be easier. People began to breathe there again. But in recent days, there has been an intensification of missile attacks on Kharkiv. And around 10 days ago, uh, there was a huge wave of attacks in which 11 people were killed in their homes. Now, because Kharkiv is so close to the Russian border, it is extremely difficult for any kind of air defences to operate there. They only have seconds to try to intercept missiles before they hit the city. So if Russian missiles are aimed at Kharkiv itself, they are almost inevitably going to hit. And that makes life there extremely nervous for all of its residents. So we were there recently and we have, we're seeing how people are adapting to that. And one of the ways is moving parts of life back underground. Russia's war has transformed everything in Kharkiv, including childhood. Nika hasn't been to kindergarten for two years because of the missile threat. Her own neighbourhood is shattered. So parts of life in her city are moving underground. Alongside the metro platform, there are now classrooms full of children, safe here from any explosions. The staff work hard to make it seem normal, and Nika loves every minute. It's the first chance many have had for months just to play together and be children again. Olga talks a lot about Kharkiv's strength and resilience, but that doesn't stop her being scared for her daughters. It's better underground. It's safe. A child can continue with a more or less normal life in these conditions. The parents won't worry and the enemy won't get us here. That's why life beneath the city surface is expanding. They're building a whole underground school here, with plans for several more. It's been dug out of an old sports field. As Kharkiv adapts to a war it once thought impossible, and now shows no sign of ending. The Russian strikes on this city are intensifying. This family can't quite believe they're alive. We met Marina and her mum a few days after a missile destroyed their home. They'd just stepped round the corner when it hit. Eight of their neighbours were killed here. I just found my birth certificate. There are fragments of Marina's life scattered among the wreckage. Only one uh, document uh, of me, <laughs> only one document which uh, says that I'm, I am is I am. The day after the missile strike, her father put a flag 
on top of the ruins. No matter what uh, Russia do with us, uh, they can uh, kill us, murder, but we stand and we go on. They call this an unbreakable city, but the difference between life and death can be a matter of moments or meters. Sarah Rainsford, BBC News, Kharkiv. Well, they talk a lot of time, a lot of the time about resilience in Kharkiv. They talk about it as a resilient city, but the risk is very real. So life is adapting. And, you know, talking to people there, you, you, you ask them, you know, what do you think about the fact that life is moving underground? It seems extraordinary and it seems, it seems wrong. But they say, you know, we have no choice. If we need to live with this war and we don't see an end to it, we don't know how it's going to end. We want people to stay in Ukraine and to stay in their homes. And so we need to adapt. And this is one of the ways that people are beginning to do that and it's not just schools there are other aspects of life which are also opening up underground including theatres we're at an opera uh, theatre rehearsing to open up for performances in a bunker beneath that theatre too so it is a, a, an extraordinary change in life and it happens in a very nervous city at a very nervous time